How the Buffalo Bills could implode like they did. It defies logic. And now the reality, a 500 team and the 10 seed in the AFC. Is there any fix? Today, the news, they fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. And the pro tip that escapes the Washington Wizards. When you want your coach to challenge, maybe don't run off the court <laughs> mid-play while your opponent has the ball. Raptors ended that game on a 21-1 run and won it. Let's go around the horn. The power play goal. I love that Washington Wizards coming. The Josh Allen interceptions are backbreakers. They break your back. Spinal. <laughs> the pass interference on that last drive that got Denver into field goal range was body mummification. But the 12 men on the field penalty, the 12 men on the field, there's a special rung in hell for people who waste good scotch and have 12 men on the field penalties. This is a soul exhumer. The kick Denver missed gets a do-over, and that's how the Bills lost. But you all saw this. Here's a post from our friend Mia Kimes on where the Bills are in certain offensive metrics. How that all adds up to five and five, and every couple weeks they just mind-numbing performance came to a head today with the team firing offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Israel, how broken are the Bills, and could the fix of firing an offensive coordinator actually solve it? Doesn't really seem like it makes sense to me. I mean, Dorsey's been there since 2019 in some capacity as either the quarterback's coach working his way up to the offensive coordinator. And during that time, we've seen Josh Allen flourish. So now all of a sudden, when he's having this offseason and he's throwing a bunch of more interceptions, frustrating interceptions, now it's Ken Dorsey's fault when, you know, a lot of this defense is also injured. No, I don't think it's the answer. I think it's the sign that there are huge problems in Buffalo. And I think maybe it started when I picked them to win it all on this very show. Sorry, uh, that's a terrible <laughs> jinx by me. But uh, yeah, I think they <laughs> they definitely have issues offensively. I don't think it's a coordinator issue. I think it might be some quarterback issues. I think it might be some talent issue around Stephon Diggs. I don't feel like Josh Allen thinks he has as much talent around him. We've seen Dalton Kincaid sort of uh, blow up the last couple of weeks. But right now, it feels like they're looking for answers, and they just fired somebody uh, out of desperation. Mm, George Dano. Tony, Ken Dorsey's clearly a scapegoat here, in my opinion. I think Izzy was onto something when he talked about the lack of talent, okay? And this is not to absolve Josh Allen of his terrible decision-making, because Tamina Kimes' point, yes, all those metrics seem great, except that doesn't account for situational football, Tony. And that's where they're at their poorest, situational football, the 12 men on the field, the, the, the ghastly interceptions that he's thrown, all those things factor in. But the talent is a thing. Last year, we talked about how their only running game was Josh Allen, that they didn't have enough of running him. Now, Cook is better, but is he good enough? Is Latavius Murray good enough? That's the question I have. And then the receiving group, it's really Stephon Diggs. Patrick Sertan II took him out of the equation because Patrick Sertan is one of the best corners in the league, and he can do that to any given receiver on any given week. But the rest of that group, you know, Kincaid is going to be good, but he's young, and the rest of that group has not stepped up. Frank, I still I look over at you, and the face you're making makes me think you're hearing those other guys make excuses for Josh Allen. Please, give it to me. No, well, not at all. I, I, am, I, am glad, no, I am glad that Mina Kimes has finally come around and realized that some of this analytic stuff is complete nonsense. <laughs> but the turnovers are the killer. You, you know, you win the coin flip, you take the ball, your first play is a turnover. And, you know, the, the point, I agree with George on, from this, 
Ken Dorsey's a scapegoat. I mean, he's, he's responsible Dang. for the turnovers and the fumble. But let's remember something else. That Buffalo defense allowed the Giants to march right down the field, and they should have won that game on that Sunday night. And then you look what they did last night. Josh Allen, as poorly as he played, the poor decisions, he still gave them the lead. So what happens? Defense and special teams. Oh, what killed them a few years ago in that playoff game against Cleveland? Special teams and defense come back to bite him. 12 men on the field, the most crucial moment of the game. Okay, well then uh, consider me uh, a fail in reading body language here. Well, Kevin, let me ask it to you this way. We see the offensive coordinator fired today. Do the Bills have an offensive problem? Do they have a quarterback problem? Or do they have just a whole range of problems? Well, I think they have a whole range of problems. Anytime you can bring in the special teams for having too many players on the field. Anytime you can talk about a franchise quarterback and Josh Allen not only leading the league in picks, but also in turnovers with three fumbles. Um, and so maybe uh, the, co- the coordinator could be part of it. Maybe they're not scheming correctly. Maybe he's not able to reel in the talent that is Josh Allen and say, you know what, there's some plays you should not try to make. We will make those for you in some other capacity but we continue to see Josh Allen trying to throw balls where they shouldn't go um he had one pick that was called back last night yeah. right um uh, uh the D, the the DB stepped on the line it was a horrible throw between three defenders so you got to reel him in and maybe that's somebody who can, can play he that, be wheeled can in play though that when you try to reel in someone like Josh Allen are you losing some of the things that make him special this is not a unique thought but the idea that the loss to Kansas City in that playoff game where there was just 13 seconds left, kind of broke Josh Allen in some way. Frank, do you put any credence into that? I, I, I think it broke the Buffalo Bills in some ways. I think Josh Allen is a, the type of guy who falls in love with his arm. He throws the ball long. He tries to throw it hard. They cannot catch the ball. They need to get the ball, ball more to Stephon Diggs. But that ability is there. And I think, and George mentioned it as well, I hate to keep complimenting him, but Josh Allen just needs to run more, not just design a play to run, but Russell Wilson seemed to know when to run. Josh Allen now, it seems like that part of his game isn't there anymore. Right, yeah, you have fourth down and ones or short, short yardage plays. They're in a shotgun five yards back, and they're not even tempting the run there. We've been horned about a while back, but I need to just ask a question about the Denver Broncos. This is a three-game win streak. The defense that allowed 70 earlier in the season just beat Allen and beat Mahomes while forcing nine turnovers. George, is there something going on in Denver? Is that something hope? There's hope. I don't know about hope for this particular season, Tony, but I think there's hope moving forward where there were a lot of people, including people on this show, that were writing off Sean Payton as, ah, he's past his prime. He's not the guy that we thought he was going to be moving forward. You know, that stuff in New Orleans was in New Orleans with Drew Brees. Well, he's made Russell Wilson a more efficient quarterback, which is something we certainly didn't see last year. He's been way more careful with the ball. And to your point about the defense, they've been the best defense in points per game in the last four weeks. They have held all these teams pretty much under three scores, which is pretty impressive in today's NFL. Frank Isola on Denver. I I think Russell Wilson looks really good. And I think after they gave up 70 points to Miami, Sean Payton was Sean Pinata. Everyone was beating that guy up. They've won four of six games. And how about the special teams at the end of the first half and at the end of the game to get to have his team ready to make a play right there? That says a lot, certainly about the special teams coach, but also about the head coach. He, did, he has not lost his team at all. And this team is definitely the all-pass right interference offense move. Trademark Jane Coaston. <laughs> the idea, just throw it downfield and maybe something will happen. That was just as much a backbreaker. 
breaking backs. Spinal. We'll move on. Let's talk NBA. <laughs> Spurs at Thunder tonight. Victor Wembanyama, Chet Holmgren. 15 feet of the future. Here are their numbers right now. Pretty similar. Although, Holmgren, look at the field goal percentage. 10 percentage points higher than Wembanyama. Frank, expectations for tonight. Is it possible for Holmgren to have the better night, better year this season? Uh, it, it, it certainly is. Number one, he's been in an NBA system for over a year, even though he didn't play. And he gets to play with Shea Gildas-Alexander, one of the best players in the NBA. Chet Holmgren's been off to a great start, 164 points. If you look at that organization dating back to Seattle, the only two guys that have ever scored more than that in their first 10 games were X-Man Xavier McDaniel and Kevin Durant. That's pretty good company. But for the NBA, this is a great night, and it's an in-season tournament game. For all you people who don't like it, I like the tournament. This is fun to watch. Give me, some, give me some predictions of what you might see tonight, especially should they match up together. I, I, I think it's going to be great. And when Benyama, let's face it, we know how it's going to work up and down. I think Chet will get the better of him, but late in the game it's going to be about Shea Gildas-Alexander. Kevin Blackstone on tonight and looking forward. Oh, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. I don't care if it's an in-season tournament game or out-of-season tournament game. This is a lot better than the in-season tournament game. This is what people want to see. And, you know, maybe there's a little bit of grudge going into this game, which is, which is what I would hope mm. for when Team France played Team USA a few years ago and Team USA won by a couple after Wimbanyana fouled out. So I want to bring that back into the mix. Look. These are, this is the future of this league, and we are going to see them in real time tonight for the first time in the, in the NBA, and this is just this is going to be great. I appreciate that you're looking forward to watching them play. I meant looking forward into what they may be this season, Kevin Blackstone. Is it possible? Expectations for Holmgren. You know the Thunder should have higher expectations, but for Holmgren specifically in his rookie season to have, have higher expectations? Sure, absolutely, because it's not, as Frank kind of said, it's not his rookie season. He's been in the system for a year, nope. and as much as we've talked about Wimby, this right. the start of his rookie year, the numbers that Holmgren has been putting up are just as good. Gutierrez on tonight. Right. I mean, first of all, I need all this basketball evolution to slow down because we never even got a chance to marvel <laughs> at Chet Holmgren. I know he was injured last year. And then we get Victor Wimbenyama, and it's like, whoa. So finally getting to see them together, it's like it's a lot at once. It's sensory overload. But I do think that Chet would probably, I think this is sort of the way the year's going to go along in terms of statistics. Chet will probably have the better year. He'll probably have the better, more efficient numbers because he's got better teammates, frankly. A lot of the team is focused on Shea Gildas-Alexander, Jalen Williams maybe, and, you know, Chet Holmgren can get some easy buckets there, but late in a game, I think, or in the fourth quarters, when you're going to see Victor Wembanyama kind of at his best, super competitive, trying to make, you know, plays all over the floor defensively, and not really sort of holding back offensively, doing whatever he sort of feels is right, and in the fourth quarters, he's been really good, so yeah, I think it's going to be a fun contest, just not tonight, all throughout their careers, I just hope they both stay healthy. George Sedano. Tony, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about it on this show when they were going to face off in the preseason. They came off an incredible game as they faced off against each other. At that time, I, I, and I still feel this way, I thought Chet could win the, the rookie of the year. For all the you know hoopla around Wimbanyama, there's going to be some ups and downs because Chet, his body is more mature than Victor Wembanyama at this point. He went through one year, even though he was hurt, went through one year of the program with OKC, put on 15 pounds of muscle. That, he can take the wear and tear on his body in a way that Victor can't at this point. Mm, oh, so I'll ask you. I'm not afraid. Holmgren for Rookie of the Year over Wembanyama, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Israel, you're mulling that. You're 
Then that marinate, germinate. I mean, Hawkes Jr. No, I, I still think Victor, if he stays healthy, he's gonna have the numbers to get it. <laughs> KB, frat guy solo, give us, give us a little something to look Home green, no problem. Really? No problem. This is now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chet, should he, to me, he's not a rookie, but he's gonna win it, I we'll think. We'll take a break right here, buy or sell on the other side. Around the horn. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. Clippers at Nuggets tonight. L.A. in search of their first win with James Harden. George, chances of a win tonight. And how patient can the Clippers afford to be? Um, I actually think that they're going to be close in this one, Tony. The spread's only four and a half, which I found to be strange considering how much the Clippers are struggling. But um, I-, I think eventually they'll figure it out. I just think they need to figure out who needs to go to the bench. I think to me that's the big key. And if I had to pick someone, it would probably be Russell Westbrook, to be honest with you. Israel Gutierrez? Yeah, the Nuggets coming off of a loss, going back home. I have a hard time believing that they're going to lose. So I think the Clippers are going to really struggle. Um, I think James Harden probably is the one who has to find his way to the bench. He sort of needs to lead that second unit and be, you know, the the coordinator of that second unit and get his assist numbers up and get his scoring up. But right now, he's all over the place except the restricted area. Has not taken a layup, has not taken a shot from the restricted area. Uh, That's not James Harden's game. He's got to get to the rim. All right, Kevin, you just heard your colleagues say somebody has to go to the bench. George thinks it's Westbrook. Israel thinks it's Harden. What do you say? I don't think it's going to be Harden. I mean, Helene Elliott out at the LA Times just wrote a piece the other day talking about how Teron Liu had circled everybody around and said this is James Harden's team to to make it happen. So I don't see it being him. Uh, They're just going to have to wait it out and wait for him to fit in, whatever that means, but it's not going to start in Denver. And I appreciate you for citing your source there, Professor. Frank Isola, how about you? Yeah, the system, as he likes to call himself, is broken. He's a minus 67 in the 125 minutes he's played with the Clippers. Again, I hate to do this, but I agree with George. I'm putting James Harden on the bench. When Harden played for the Brooklyn Nets, believe it or not, he actually enjoyed it when he wasn't out there with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. This way he could play with a bunch of guys and dribble the blood out of the ball, get his shots. I put him (laughs) on the bench. I think he's better there. Dribble the blood out of the ball. Well said, Frank Isola. We'll move on. Buy or sell two, Zion Williamson. You know, we had a team meeting, and we brought up some things that I could do better. 
especially like with buying into the program. And right now it's tough right now, but like I said, right now I'm taking a little back seat right now. And I'm, uh, I'm trusting the process. I'm trying my best to buy in right now. Israel, how do you hear Zion Williamson there? Well, he's clearly frustrated. He's a guy who's finally healthy and feels like maybe he should be doing more. But if I'm the Pelicans, I'm also saying to myself, hey, we haven't been able to see you throughout the course of a year. If we run an entire offense based around you and you strictly, then when you get hurt, inevitably, uh, we're going to be stuck. And so I do think some of their struggles recently have been because CJ McCollum's been out, etc. But Zion needs to sort of work on him being able to be available more so than worried about where his shots are coming from. And Kevin Blackstone? Well, the way I heard him is he should take a drink of that Gatorade right there. He's kind of out of breath. Um, but, you know, I think that Zion needs to do whatever they ask him to do. Um, and it looks like he's getting the same amount of touches he was a, a year ago. They talked about three-point shooting being um, uh, more of an emphasis this year. He's taken one all year so far. So step up your game and, and try and help your teammates out. You're the, you're the, uh, the, you're the, the lead of that franchise, so do it. Guy Sola? I think it's a bad look for a guy that entering this season had only played 114 games in four years. And he's saying this after he had six turnovers, was a minus 21 in 27 minutes. So, by the way, you want the ball? The league allows you to get the ball. Every time somebody misses a shot, you're entitled to it. He got two rebounds in that mm. game. This does not look good for Zion. Yeah. You're looking at his rebound numbers, and you're saying he's got to focus on that. George Sedano, you? Tony, I'm selling all of this. I'm selling Zion. I'm selling the organization on this, too. Zion has been given too much too soon. Like, we're supposed to treat him like LeBron from the get-go. And part of it is not his fault. Injuries are part of the game. But also, the other part of the equation is on him. His physical fitness, in some people's minds, has not been up to snuff. But with, with the team... They're 21st in three-point shooting. What are you trying to cater to a part of your offense that isn't the best part of your offense? Like, I don't understand trying to pigeonhole yourself into this three-point shooting team when you don't have good three-point shooters on your team necessarily. Is that a playoff team, George? A playoff team? No. A play-in team, perhaps. Real? you want to answer that question? I think they have the talent. I think if you get Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and CJ McCollum playing to their best, yeah, and they do have a couple of shooters around them, uh, but yeah, they haven't been healthy together, so I doubt that you can sort of envision that for the course of the season. He had to have just finished the workout, right? I mean, there was full Tony Soprano breathing. Uh, Maybe the microphone was too close. I don't know. The skims on. Uh, The official underwear of the NBA. (laughs) He had the skims on? Man. And I like Look at it today. Showdown coming up. Kevin Blackstone, Frank Ice Stolen. Stone and Ice. Next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Around the Horn is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Kevin Black is stone. Frank Isola. Good luck in showdown. Texas A&M job opening, and it's denial season. Oregon coach Dan Lanning saying there's zero chance of him leaving the Ducks. Deion Sanders denying any interest in Texas A&M. Kevin, what's reality here? Could Texas A&M be a better job than what Lanning and Deion already have? Well, no, it's not, and I'll tell you why. One, you know, you're attracted to Texas because they have all the recruits in the country, but um, the other thing is they're in the SEC and it's hard to win there. And Deion Sanders, just concern yourselves with Colorado. Come on. Right, Garcola? Yeah, De- De- Deion's got a lot to prove before he gets a job like that. Dan Lanning, stay in Oregon. First of all, with Bill Knight, you got that Nike money, and he's got deep pockets, and you're going to the Big Ten. Oregon's a good job. Mm, mm. Dion did say he's worried about winning one game, let alone his next job right now. All right, we'll split the point. We'll move on. Showdown two, Connor McDavid. First and foremost, obviously surprised. Um, you know, didn't see it coming. I woke up to a text like probably a lot of you guys did as well. I know the narrative out there, obviously. Um, Yo! <laughs> you know, but it couldn't be further from the truth. I just muted Connor McDavid for a bad phrase, I guess. Uh, so, yes, the Oilers did fire Coach Jay Woodcroft. They did win their first game with new coach Chris Knobloch. Frank, how'd you hear McDavid there? I don't believe him. Knobloch was his junior coach. And guess who made the hiring? The guy that used to be Connor McDavid's agent who's now in the front office. So when McDavid said he didn't know what was happening, nobody right. conspires like you, Frank. And how about you, Stone? And, and look at the <laughs> proof right now. Here's a guy in McDavid who's been struggling to score all year, comes back in this game, second worst uh, record in the league, and he scores a goal. Unfortunately, NHL coaches get fired like you change your, your shirt, Kevin Blackstone. Yeah, exactly. This is a playoff team that has had about as bad a start as anybody. We'll move on. Showdown three, Washington Wizards. Wizarding like only the Washington Wizards can. Last night, the Raptors finished the game on a 21-1 run to beat them. There were multiple boneheaded plays. Kyle Kuzma, here's the play. All right. He wants the bench to challenge the play. He leaves the court whilst the play is still ongoing. Raptors five on four score. And yes, that was part of this 21 to one run. So as far as Wizards lost go, Kevin, rate this one. Oh, you mean is it worse than the 146 they gave up to the Sixers? Is it worse than the game they had just the other night against the Nets where they, were, where they blew a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter? You mean this 23-point lead that they blew this time? Is it worse than that? All right. You mean a coach that doesn't realize that Kyle Kuzma's out of the play yeah. and he should take the challenge anyway? All right. just all right. Wait, wait. You just took up all the time. What are you talking about? This is the franchise that gave us so many of these moments. Michael Ruffin throwing the ball in the air with eight seconds left and then still having time and losing. Frank, I sold it. You didn't even answer the question. You get the win. Please. They blew a five-point lead on Sunday against the Nets. George and Izzy, listen up. As Billy Joel sang, New York's got a winning team. Gotham FC won the NWSL championship. How about Lynn Williams with a goal, Esther Gonzalez with the game winner, Ali Krieger, an absolute legend in her final game, goes out a winner. The GM of the team, a legend from my town in Montclair, Yael Averbush. Congratulations, Scott. City of champions. Me and George. You got to play soccer to win in this city. NYCFC two years ago. Got them yesterday. All right. We'll see you tomorrow.